Hi ladies, welcome to our podcast, The Millennial Girl Way, the podcast that highlights real millennial women doing a damn thing by turning their dreams into reality. Today we have a special guest on our show, Miss Sabrina Esprit Carrington. Sabrina is a writer for Fabu Plus Magazine, a women's advice columnist for Inspire Magazine, as well as a life coach and women's empowerment speaker. From her training under the spiritual advisor, Grow Mumbo, Sabrina found her niche in women's empowerment and body positivity. She is an active guest and life coaching expert on several podcasts and live talk shows, as well as the new reigning Miss Pennsylvania. So Sabrina, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your journey into women's empowerment? And, you know, we also want to thank you for even just coming on and joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I've heard a lot about you girls, and I'm very proud of you and everything that you're doing and all the strides that you're taking to just uplift you know, the world, you know, it goes past millennials you. that you're doing. You, oh, think, just, thank you, you think millennials are just listening to you. No, you got everyone listening to you and keep on doing what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. You know, thank I you. really got, you're welcome. I got into women's empowerment. Um, how can I say, when did it start? Well, it started when I was in high school, believe it or okay. not. In high school, I was like the go-to girl for all the girlfriends that had problems and, you know, whether it was dealing with home or dealing with a boyfriend or dealing with, you know, um, schoolwork or whatever the case may be. So I noticed that I had a knack for counseling, you know, just a natural gift that I had for counseling and seeing to a person's life and to really help them achieve something. And I never wanted to leave anyone behind. So I had that spirit along with me, you know, through high school and going to college. And then of course, in my professional life, my professional life, I was the PR girl. So I did PR and marketing, whether it was for corporate America or for my own. Okay. But even in that, I found that a lot of my clients, I was coaching them. I was counseling mm -hmm. them at 12 midnight or one o'clock in the morning, you know, uh, wiping away the tears because they have a, a campaign coming and it's just so overwhelming and, you know, just trying to like calm them down. So at first, you know, of course I have a natural knack, but I didn't want to go into it as far as a full-time thing, mm -hmm. you know, and especially in PR, I love doing PR and everything like that. But then I kind of naturally just flowed right into women's empowerment. And that started when I started doing a lot of empower empowerment events. So a lot of the events I was doing, I noticed, okay, I have a lot of, you know, female attention. Okay, let's do a health event here. Let's do, you know, a beauty event here. Let's do, you know, a lifestyle event here. Let's do an entrepreneurial event here. And it all made sense and all came together, which is empowerment. Because empowering women, what that is, you have different facets. You have dealing with the personal side, you know, their relationships and how they feel about themselves and their self-esteem and whether they're dealing with anxieties, depressions, whatever the case is, everything that makes them to be the woman that they are and understand the power that they were born with all the way to their health, you know, what's going on with their bodies, what's going on with, you know, their reproductive organs, whatever the case is, do they need to go see a doctor or do they want an alternative method? Then you have the business aspect. Do they want to quit their job? Is it too soon to quit their job? You know, um, yes. do they want to start a business with a friend or do they want to, you know, do something at home so they can be at home with their kids? Then you move from all of that to, you know, their spirituality and whatever to what we have today, which we're in a pandemic and my phone is ringing off the hook because 
women are searching and actually seeking, especially black women are seeking uh, a hand that they can grab that can help them through, you know, emotional roller coasters of COVID-19 or, you know, things that are going on with their job or whatever the case is, or just looking to, you know, better their lives. So that's empowerment. That's how I got into it. I love it. You know, I can never say there's a, a moment where I hate it. I can say there's a moment when my phone is getting on my nerves, but it's never a moment when I hate it because to uplift someone is uplifting myself. Right. I absolutely agree. I mean, even us just being in, you know, our own journey of women empowerment. And first of all, you know, figuring out ourselves as just, you know, young adult women. And then also, you know, trying to bridge the gap and hand, lend out, you know, support to other women is very rewarding um, oh, yeah. to see. So I, I definitely understand, you know, how that feels. Um, it's oh, yeah. No greater Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. So where, where did your interest in focusing on um, women's bo- body positivity begin? <laughs> When I noticed that I had hips that weren't going to go away. (laughs) 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 No, but seriously, you know, I remember uh, being the younger in high school that was a size two, size four, you know, but I thought I was too skinny. Little did I know that now I would look at size two and size four and say, hmm, that, that may be okay. But no, seriously. <laughs> um, but once I, you know, became a woman and everything like that, there were things about myself that I really had to come to grips with. Like, yeah, your thighs aren't going to go away. Your hips aren't going to go away. You know, just different things like that. And one day I looked in the mirror and I remembered everything that my mom told me when I was growing up. You have to love the skin that you're in. You have to love yourself inside and out. You can't rely on any man or anyone to say you're beautiful. You got to know that for yourself. And then when the body positivity movement really started to boom and bust wide open, which was like two years ago, I said, wow, this, this fits, you know, everything that I'm about, everything that, you know, my mother instilled in me. So I wanted to couple that with the women's empowerment because we have a lot of women, a lot of young women that are not comfortable in their skin. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to augment their bodies. They're very quick to say, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. And the thing is, now that they're getting like the facelifts and the body augmentation, as they get older, they're finding that their body is not, you know, it's not giving with those uh, augmentations that they did when they were younger. Yeah. So, you know, to really just hone that and really just tell a woman, hey, you can love yourself and really push that and whatever size they are and say, hey, you can be a model at the size 22. It doesn't matter. You know, that's, that's what I'm all about. And I love it, you know, because it's very, it's very empowering. It really, really is. And that's why I wanted to do the um, Miss Plus America pageant. Now, yeah. I've never done a pageant in my life. Ever, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, I've, I've modeled this was your maybe first in one? church. Oh, yeah. And oh, I've wow. modeled in church fashion shows and everything like that. But I was always a behind the scenes person pushing someone else that had that career goal of being a, in a pageant or being a model or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But when I did my interview with the Miss Plus America pageant, and I realized that they were a little bit deeper than I thought, which is really taking your platform, reaching thousands and thousands of women, no matter what size they were, and being an example from the time that you get the title 
to the, you know, even after the competition is over, I said, this is something I really want to do because I can reach out a lot of women this way. Yeah. Right. And, you know, with pageants, I'm sure, you know, there, there is a focus on body and image. How, how did you coach yourself to like remain confident in the wake of other people judging you? Wow. Well, I would say that I coached myself because I said, you know what, despite or in spite of all the, uh, my other queen sisters and that have the titles from all different states that have been in pageants since they were like five years old, mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I made it for a reason. You know, when the national director told me that I received the title because of my platform, which is Women's Empowerment, the charity of my choice, which was um, it's the Parasol Haiti Relief Fund, and everything that I'm doing as far as, you know, my writing and my life coaching and everything like that. And she said, it was your spirit that grabbed it. She said, yeah, you're a beautiful girl, but it was your spirit. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna let that shine. And I'm, you know what, I'm going to do something different. Because at first I was like, oh, I don't know. But then I said, I'm going to actually document my transformation. I said, I'm going to come up with a show title and I'm going to come up with it quick. And I'm going to have it once a week where, you know, people can see me like, you know, whether live or video for like 20 minutes, no longer than that, of my transformation into this queen, you know, and and showing people like anyone can do this. Like you don't have to have the experience. All you have to do is have the drive and the energy and the will to do. And then the connections are just coming because I put it out there already. You know, just going to a a company like a body shaper company being honest with them saying, listen, I've never done this before. I'm kind of cute. You know, I think I could win, but more, <laughs> more than that, I'm going to promote your brand and we have to have body shapers. So can you hook me up? You know, it's just, yeah, right. I want to show that. I want to show the realness behind it. Absolutely. I, you know, and I, I love that you, you know, documented your journey, because I think that with social media, right, I mean, before you had talked about people distorting their body image, and I think a lot of that is the result of media and social media and what we perceive as perfection and the perfect body and um, people want to emulate other people when really we should um, find ways to be comfortable in our own skin and confident And, you know, I think when people get on, you know, create platforms and they bring that sense of relatability and, you know, I am just like you and here's how I battle um, or overcome or, you know, instill more confidence in myself. I think people see that and they tend to gravitate towards the realness, which is honestly a narrative that I think people try to pretend like that doesn't exist. Like, oh, people only want the fake or people only, you know, look after the, um, you know, Instagram models or the plastic. And I'm like, no, I like to think that people would love to see more people that look like them. It's just not readily available. And so, you know, women like you create those platforms, like, okay, now we're delivering that to women. So they do have that example. I think that's really important. Right. And not being afraid to be vulnerable. You know, I think my first episode is going to talk about, right. My first episode is going to talk about uh, the slam dunking of my photos on social media and how like different <laughs> ones, even like, my pageant coach is like, what the heck? We need to get you better headshots. We need to get this. What's going on? It's only because 
I've been working for so long and then caring about so many other people that I didn't have time for that. You know, I'm doing up everyone else's social media. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but now it's my turn and I want to show like, okay, now I got to get myself together. You know, um, this is something I want to do. You know, uh, how do you get a headshot during COVID-19? You know, um, who do you go to? Who can you trust? Things like that, the different looks and everything like that that may compliment, that may not compliment, you know, the fact that uh, my national director said, oh, you're a cute girl, but can you wear more makeup? You know, the woman that doesn't want to have like a huge mm. beat face, though, when you see it on other Instagram people, you're like, hey, that's nice. But on me, it's just like, oh, what the heck? So like the whole like emotional thing, I want to show all of that. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, body positivity is such an exhaustive you know, subject. I think that it affects literally, you know, every from young women to, you know, teenage girls to, you know, older women. And everyone's experience is so different. You know, you were saying when you were growing up, you, you know, you were a size two, size four. On the opposite end here, I feel like, well, I, I was, you know, a little thicker, but, you know, from having a curvy body when you're young that's a whole different experience you know and so mm -hmm. your parents having to talk to you about maybe certain people coming after you for the wrong reasons or this or that you know so right. it's it's such a multifaceted subject and I think that it's important for women to kind of have that space or you know even have um those those models and um resources to go to to kind of feel vulnerable and talk about these things because Absolutely. I think it affects us at all stages of our lives. You know, it's not one of those things that ever goes away. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and so how hard do you think it is, you know, as women to remain fully confident, not just in ourselves, you know, but also in our bodies, you know, because it does seem that with every new season, the metric for what's considered beautiful changes. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I thought about that too, um, because I, you know, coach a lot of women and the biggest thing is self-esteem and just keeping, you know, your self-esteem up and high, understand how beautiful you are, no matter what you see on TV, no matter, you know, uh, if Cardi B looks like this one day and the next day she looks like that, you know, just, <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I deal with that constantly. And the only thing that I have found that has been successful with all of them is just to really, really, it's called reinforcement. And not only that, teaching them how to build their tribe of positive people around them. Mm. You know, because when you're younger, like as far as your friendship circle, it's like, okay, well, who's popular? Who's this? Who's that? You know, oh, she's my <laughs> best friend or whatever the case is. And then when you get in your 20s, it's like thing, people start to fall off and you start to figure out like who's real and who's not real. And my thing is formulate your tribe of positive women. You know, they don't have to be your age. You know, look for people that, you know, are like-minded, that are driven, everything that you are, you know, look for that and like your friends and everything like that and formulate your tribe. Whether your tribe involves a life coach and then it involves, you know, maybe a doctor and, you know, whomever, people that can really just push you up when you have those 
moments of vulnerability when you don't feel like yourself, when you just want to say, hey, what the heck is wrong with me? Or, you know, you look at the mirror and you just want to cover it up or whatever the case is, or you say, oh my God, I got a roll here and a ripple here. Just people that are, will be real and that will keep on pushing you. Because the worst thing is to have a tribe of people that are haters, you know, <laughs> because that right there, that right there will just turn you into something else, you know, as far as depressions and anxieties and all kinds of things. And that's not good. So that's one thing that's worked with um, a lot of my clients and even myself, build your tribe of real positive people. They're out there. They really are out there. I agree. And I think that's a, that's a message that um, like right now we focus a lot on millennial women. um, But I think down the line, that's something that I really want to get into like high schools and even middle schools with helping younger girls understand that. Because I think that as you, as you get older, you kind of learn that just the way life works, you become more perceptive right. of like people and their intentions and things hit you a lot clearer. Um, right. A lot of people also have a better sense of self and has have the ability to understand what type of people you even need around you um right you know I know like Shay and I we've recently gone through experiences where it's like sometimes we don't even know what your what your friends and what your tribe means to you and what you need from them um could be very different from what they need from you and how they show support so it could just be as simple as the type of friends that you have are not the kind of people not to say that they're they're um not good for you or that they're working against you but they just may not be the type of people who are going to give you that upliftment that you actually need in the way that you need it right and I think that's also really important in understanding the complexity of friendships and your tribe and relationships around you absolutely absolutely and then affirmations for yourself Mm -hmm. right you know whether it's you know I've told people you know create your vision board, but, you know, make your vision board like beautiful, like a piece of artwork where you can hang in your apartment or your home, you know, um, write affirmations on your refrigerator, uh, keep a journal. Don't let the journal go. You need an outlet. Who else are you going to, if you don't have anyone else to talk to, it sounds crazy. Talk to yourself, but yeah, through your journal, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Um, things like that implement it, you know, so you can be okay when times are hard, because you're going to have good days and bad days, they're going to come. But what is it? What do you have that's going to hold you? You know, I have um, a godmother who says creature comfort, like she says, I have my creature comforts, I have my Coca Cola, and I have my potato Mm -hmm. chips. And she's like, no matter what, I make sure that after work, I get my Coca Cola and my potato chips, because that makes her feel good. And then she (laughs) watches her program for an hour. And then she, you know, takes her bubble bath, and she goes to sleep. And then that's her way of just then and dealing with the world and releasing and just you know uh honing in on herself and affirmations for herself and everything like that and and that's what you need you need time for yourself and we give so much to other people you know whether it's in relationships or friendships or on our job or nine to five you know whatever we give give so much that a lot of times we forget that we have to be replenished and that same energy, we should give it back to ourselves tenfold. Absolutely. It's not being cocky. It's being confident and knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. And some people won't even allow themselves to, to take that time because they feel like they're being selfish. 
But at the end of the day, you're giving so much of yourself, you're going to lose yourself. So you have to look at, you know, doing certain things. It's okay because all you have is you. All you have is you. When you die, you're dying alone. Mm-hmm. You right. know, and judgment day comes, you want God to say, so uh, what did you do with the life I gave you? You gave it to David over here. You gave it to Sean over <laughs> here. You gave it to, you know, Jasmine over here. You gave it to yeah. this corporation over here, you know, make it, you know, but what did you do for yourself? Like, did you, did you understand I gave you a life that you should be, you should have lived like, you could have seen more. You could have done more. You could have experienced better things. You could have understood how beautiful you were. You could have understood that the reason why that you love so hard is because you were born with that spirit and there was nothing wrong with it. You just needed to learn how to redirect it, you know, or the reason why that you, you know, led for people and you were just going for broke for people and being that warrior is because you had a spirit of passion, but you just need to learn how to redirect it for yourself. Like, you really want God to question, like, what the heck did you do with the <laughs> life I gave you? Yeah. Right. Self-love is not selfish, people. Not it's not. Exactly. And I really like that you've kind of put the spotlight on just how much we don't give to ourselves, right? Right. Um, I think that even with all the whole movement behind, you know, self-care and self-love and all of these things. I mean, you really just pointed out how much we give to other, other people, not only other people, though, oh, yeah. but other things, other things that we won't even be able to, um, you know, take with us when we do, you know, leave this world, which everyone does. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, for myself, sometimes I think about that, you know, the whole day will go by and I'm like, dang Shay like you didn't even have any time at all to focus on yourself your care and what your own personal goals are no instead you are working instead you are you know lending an ear to this person you're helping this person you know so I think that the the key to really um rejuvenating and replenishing the black woman and it's for the black woman to understand too that her own spirit is 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 the most high is the most valuable because if she's exactly. not whole she can't be whole to others anyway right mm-hmm. absolutely um and, absolutely. and i think we're, we're we're starting to get there you know slowly but surely but you know i yeah. think having these conversations is kind of what brings that out and really highlights that this this is a movement but it's it's not just a movement it's a literal need right right do you know how many women i have spoken to in the past week who are over 70 years old mind you that worked all their life from when they were teenagers that had the best corporate america jobs the best accolades went to the best schools and just work 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 had children put them through school you know had grandchildren putting them through school and now with COVID-19 they're at home doing absolutely nothing for the first time Mm -hmm. and these women over 70 are asking themselves the question what did I do after 70 I think it's time for me to live for myself right Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're asking that question they're they're looking to say you know what this is the first time that I've actually sat in my bedroom 
and had not have to go to work. This is the first time that I can enjoy, you know, my kitchen. This is the first time I can enjoy my garden, you know, and they're looking to do things for themselves because they spent so much time, whether it was with their husbands or whether it was with their nine or five or whether it was with their children and investing in everyone else that in their seventies, they're just now coming to grips with, I need to do this for me. I need right. to, all that energy, it needs to be internal now, you know? So I'm saying that to, to say, we shouldn't wait that long. Exactly. We have an opportunity to grasp it now. You know, I've talked to women that were locked in corporate America. There's nothing wrong with the nine to five, but you spend so much time and energy given to your boss and you're just going and going and going and going and going and going and, you know, trying to be with the purpose and the mission of the, of the company and everything so bad and you're gung ho and you're the biggest team player, but guess what? There's a cap that you're going to hit eventually. You know, you can't go but so far in someone else's company. Why not invest in yourself and think about that business idea that you had and really go for it and step out on faith and connect with other people. And that's another way to build your tribe so you can get the resources to do what you've always wanted to do. So when you get to 70 plus years old, you're not looking back and say, I had a lot of wasted time on that damn nine to five. Mm -hmm. Girl, say it. Because you know what? Earlier, literally, what was it, Shay? Like three days ago, Shay and I had this conversation about, you know, value and how we are value. And right now working, you know, nine to five jobs, somebody else is profiting and benefiting off of our value. But Mm -hmm. we have this opportunity where we could grow our businesses and work for ourselves and, and put place impact on the world that's much bigger than working for you know the financial institutions and the people who will benefit from that value are us our audience think you know people and things that matter and right you know I definitely think that our generation you know millennials are understanding that a lot more that life is short oh yeah and oh, you yeah. know we have the power to kind of take the reins and we don't have to follow that cookie cutter mold. I mean, you know, my mom, she's not, she's definitely not 70, but even when, you know, I was out of the home, my sister went off to college, my mom was going to, you know, drunken book clubs and out with her friends and, you know, just hanging out, doing whatever she wanted. And I remember, you know, my Mm -hmm. sister, I used to call her like, where are you going? Why do you have all these things to do? (laughs) And, you know, she told me, she said, for the first time in my life, I don't have, things to do for you guys like I'm not running you to practice and her to rehearsals and then back to school and then these teacher parent conferences and sitting down and doing homework with you guys like it was the first time in her life in a, in a not in her life but in a long time that she just had time for herself and I think that that's a reality yeah. for a lot of women because we're givers yes. and so we tend to oh, take yeah. on so many responsibilities and we want to do everything and then you know that's not just present in our home lives but that's in our you know work lives and within Mm -hmm. relationships and you know like you said you you look back or you know women have been looking back and they're like well damn what where Mm -hmm. in my storyline was I just doing something for me and you know as millennials I think we're we're seeing that narrative and we're like okay at, at least for me personally like I don't want that. You know, I want to make sure that I don't have to look into the future 
40 years. <laughs> exactly. To see me right, doing something right. for me. I want to see that now. Yeah, and I, and I, exactly. and I think there's a way to align that with following your passion and creating impact and doing things like I, they don't have to be, um, mutually you know, created things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think right. you can achieve both, you know, um, and live yeah. a very fulfilling life. It's balance and it's also time management. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's also knowing the difference between perfection and precision. Everyone strives for perfection, mm-hmm. but when things aren't yes. right, then their whole life is just off kilter, is <laughs> off balance. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, you know, fine, <laughs> you know, I'm done with this. You know, they just throw right. in the towel, like that wasn't perfect, that wasn't right. They just throw in the towel. But precision is knowing exactly what it is, what it's not, dealing with reality, understand that you're going to have your good days and your bad days. The things aren't always going to be cookie cutter, but you're supposed to keep on going. That's the difference, right. you know, and I've been uh, telling a lot of, you know, young ladies, like, come on, like, get out of that. Everything has to be perfect by every, you know, everything because you're going to miss out on life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to miss out on life. I, I spoke to a young lady who is amazing you know at what she does she's an entrepreneur she does hair you know she sells jewelry she sells clothes she's doing a whole lot of things and she's finding herself she's 25 years old and she'll she'll call me and she's like okay well you know I just took took all these pictures but none of them are nice none of them are good I'm like what are you talking about they're gorgeous to me oh no they're not they're not perfect but then while she's sitting there talking about what pictures aren't perfect and how she can't post them up on Instagram and everything like that to get new clients other people are looking in other different directions because she's not up. She's so fixated on this picture has to be perfect. This has to be not. I said, just put the damn picture up. Like, come on. Do you, do you want to be an entrepreneur or not? Right. Because yeah. if you sit down and you think and think and think and think, you're not going to do anything. And then you're going to watch, you know, life just pass you by. Watching, watch. That's all you're going to be doing. Watching, watch. Pass you by. You know, and time waits for no one. No, time definitely does not wait for anyone. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that we're realizing that. And the more we can get people to realize that, the more impact that we will have, right? Um, Exactly. I always say that, you know, energy is is cyclical and it's all you know everyone's energy when you raise your level of understanding you mm-hmm. raise everyone else's level of understanding and even if you only touch or impact one life that's hey, that's enough yeah. right that's enough that's that's more mm-hmm. than enough um mm-hmm. what top three tips do you have for ladies looking to feel more confident you know, about themselves, about pursuing their, their passions, about their bodies, you know, anything. The top three tips, I would say, number one, understand who you are. Take time out to get to know yourself. You know, stop looking so much at the negative and jot down the positive things about yourself and don't be selfish with it. Number two, I would say, again, um, build your tribe of positive people around you because though you're on your journey to be more positive and everything like that, whether it's into your body or, you know, starting a new business or whatever, you need support and be real with that. You can't work in a vacuum. When you work in a vacuum, you get nothing done. And number three, just do it. 
like Nike, (laughs) just do it. You know, (laughs) why wait, you know, go after what you want to go after hard. And if you, if you fall, get back up, you'll be okay. And those are my three tips. Yes. Straight, straight like that to the point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No chaser. Right. (laughs) Are there any confidence building resources you would like to share with our listeners? Um, These can be books, blogs, podcasts, motivational Mm -hmm. speakers. Well, of course your podcast, Yes, but (laughs) (laughs) millennial girls, um, definitely. Um, Also, I can't thank them enough because they are a true confidence builder. Fabulous magazine. It doesn't yeah. matter what size you are. You know, it, they definitely have articles in there that can help you with, you know, your love life, with your, with fitness, with health, um, you know, body confidence and also mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. Um, I would say another thing I would, let's see. Wow. I have to pick them out. Like my, my library here. Um, <laughs> I would say life and living by my spiritual advisor and godmother, Grow Mambo, Angela Noviana Dizel. She's affectionately called Grow Mambo. And you can go to her website, growmambo.com. Her books are amazing. And because she has psychic or intuitive ability, basically what she's doing in the life and living books is really showing you like the year, like what's going to go on, what's going to happen month by month. And then also how to maintain a better position as far as, you know, financially and um, better position when it comes to your spiritual health, your emotional health, you know, all of yes. that, your personal health, all of that. So I would say Fabu Plus, well, definitely you guys first, Fabu Plus, <laughs> and then Life and Living by Girl Mambo. Awesome. Love it. And then, you know, finally, all the amazing things that you have going on with Inspire Magazine. I wanted to get into that. Oh, yes. Your own column. Oh, yes. um, we're excited because we're about <laughs> to launch that very, very soon. It's a women's advice column. And, you know, in the words of my mother, I'm glad that we, I don't have to hear you talk. I can see it on paper or in a magazine. <laughs> 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 She's like, she always has a lot to say. But, um, yeah, that advice column is just for any and everything, all things women, you know. And I love that mm-hmm. idea because we didn't just say, okay, we're just going to talk about health. So we're going to just talk about relationships. It's everything. And we're starting with COVID-19. We're, ta- we're talking about you know, should I wear a mask or not? You know, you see people that are just, you know, they're not about the mm-hmm. mask and they're like, I'll be okay. And then you see the ones like, like myself, they're like, you need to protect yourself yes, and you need to be safe. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about um, boosting up your immune system continually because we're still fighting people. And then also we're going to talk about what to do as far as um, honing your skills and building your passions during this time as well. So I'm excited. I'm excited to get into it. So ladies, we hope you enjoyed this episode and our special guest, Sabrina. Of course, we'll have all of her information in the episode notes. Don't forget to leave a review and let us know what you think. And we'll connect with you ladies soon. Bye.